The following is a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society. When 1 Timothy 2 talks about women and childbearing and states that women will be saved through childbearing, does this mean that a woman needs to have children to go to heaven? We don't think so, but today let's talk about it on Grace in Focus. Grace in Focus is the radio broadcast and podcast ministry of the Grace Evangelical Society. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll have that discussion in just a moment after I tell you about our website, faithalone.org. This is a place where you can go to find out more about us by reading our articles and our daily blog. There's lots more there as well. Find us at faithalone.org. Now with today's question and answer discussion, here are Bob Wilkin and Ken Yates. Welcome to another episode of Grace and Focus. We really enjoy talking about or answering these different questions that are sent in to us here at GS. And, and you picked the hardest ones. Oh, in man. Fact, yo, we were just talking, and he's like, oh, I've got an easy one for this time. And I'm like, what do you mean an easy one? And he's talking about 1 Timothy 2.15. Wait till you see what Ken says is easy. And the question is from a confused female believer. That's She doesn't give her real name, but that's what she calls herself. That's what she calls herself, a confused female believer. And she is talking about 1 Timothy chapter 2.15, and I'll read it for you. Nevertheless, she, talking about the woman. It's singular in Greek. Right. A singular she will be saved in childbearing. Now watch this. If they, plural in the Greek, continue in faith, love, and holiness with self-control. Now, by the way, the several translations say if women, nevertheless, women will be saved in childbearing. So they put it in They plural. use it in plural, and they don't say they. They say women. I believe the NIV has that, and several others have that, and they're interpreting the passage for them. But it's clearly a singular and a plural. Right. And so we have to ask, who's the she and who's the they? Right. And why does it go from singular to plural? And what's the salvation? That's true. And now, see, she doesn't mention that singular plural distinction here, and that's important, and that's why Bob's bringing it up. But in her question... She says this verse seems to be saying that a woman needs to have children. To go to heaven. To go to heaven. To get into the kingdom. Right. And she asks in her question, she says, well, what about women who can have children? Either because they're infertile or they've had cancer or they're not married. Or what if they didn't have children when they were young and then after they go through menopause, they get married and they can't have children. Whatever the case may be. Right. And so that's her That's her question here. And she even says that at one point this bothered her so much that she was thinking about going to a sperm donor to have a child because she didn't have a child. And she thought maybe this was necessary to be born again. But then she says, I realize that can't be true because of John 316 and everything else. And as she points out, there's women who can't have children. And so does that mean that they're all going to be in the lake of fire? And obviously there's no So when we look at this passage of Scripture, the context starting in verse 11, it talks about the woman. Okay, now I should say going back all the way to verse Mm 8, that from 8 down is talking about the meeting of the local church. Right. And he specifically says that men are to pray everywhere, and he uses the Greek word for males, andros, not anthropos for humans, 
but this is specifically males. Mm -hmm. And he's saying, I want males to pray. And then he says that women are to learn in silence in the meeting of the church in all submission. And he says, I do not permit a woman to teach or to have authority over a man, but to be in silence. I would suggest that that context could be frustrating for women, especially in our day with women's liberation and everything else. Women would say, what do you mean I can't talk during the sermon? Or what do you mean I can't talk during the Lord's Supper meeting? And what do you mean I can't be an elder in the local church? And I, I guess you're aware, Ken, that there are Bible churches that have women elders in contradiction to Paul and 1 Timothy 2, 1 Timothy 3, Titus 1, where it has to be a husband of one wife, yet, and he said, I don't permit a woman to have authority over a man. He doesn't mean in any context. He means in the local church. Yeah, so however we interpret this, these elders, these leaders are to be male. And and the woman in this context is to remain silent. And couldn't that be frustrating? Sure. I think what verse 15 is saying is she will be delivered from any frustration she had for not being able to be an elder in the local church, not being able in our context to be a pastor in a local church, and not being able to speak during the teaching of the local church. Well, of course, we've set it up now to where in most Bible churches, nobody speaks during the teaching, right? But in the early church, it appears that various men would speak and interact and ask questions and comment and things, but no women. Yeah, now you're saying today there's usually just one guy. Just one guy. But right. that does follow the idea that the women are silent. Right. So are all the men. But, right, but right. And, Except for one guy. Right. right. But here's the point. I think verse 15 is saying, look, any frustration a woman might have is replaced by the fact that she, if she has children— is going to find tremendous fulfillment if they, her children, continue in faith, love, and holiness with self-control. Absolutely. This the they there is the children. Please plan to join us at Camp Copus in Denton, Texas. The Grace Evangelical Society's 2024 National Conference is May the 20th through the 23rd. Good fun, wonderful fellowship, recreational opportunities for the younger ones and the older ones, great teaching on the theme of free grace in the epistles of Peter. There's VBS for kids, too. More information and online registration now at faithalone.org slash events. That's faithalone.org slash events. Please come and join us. And I remember the story about Susanna Wesley. You ever hear that story? Mm -mm. That she had 19 children. Oh, yeah, I did know she had a bunch of kids. And she spent an hour every week with all 19 children. And two of her children were John Wesley and Charles Wesley. And they had a tremendous influence in evangelical hymnody and also preaching And an argument could be made that their success was directly related to their mother spending so much time with them. Yeah, so what we got here is let's say you have a woman in the church who she knows the scriptures. Right. How frustrating would it be for her to say, man, I know it better than these guys guys do. And I got to listen to them. Yeah, I'm listening to them. And particularly if it's a younger guy who's learning the ropes or whatever, learning how to teach or, or growing. And it's like, this is 
yeah, I could do a better job. And I think you're absolutely right, Bob. She is going to be saved from the frustration. How about this? Saved from trying to usurp those positions. That's good point. Same from trying, I, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get up and say, whatever. You know, I can do this better. I can explain this better. You know, even if it's a particular message or something like that. I remember I spoke at a conference once and I was teaching on this verse and this woman who was a pastor, senior <laughs> pastor of a local assembly, she said, uh, so that's your opinion of what that verse means, right? And I said, yes. And she said, okay, good. Because she said, I'm a pastor and I don't believe that's what this passage is teaching. I'm like, okay. Did she say what she thought it meant? I know she didn't. All she thought is she probably thought that Paul was a misogynist. Paul didn't like women and Paul had attitudes that were wrong, but they get into the scriptures anyway. But this isn't a prescription on what we're supposed to do today. Paul's just saying what happened in the first sentence. You know, there are people sure. that say that. This is a cultural thing. A cultural thing. Yeah, and so what we're saying here is that the woman is going to be saved from bitterness, from trying to usurp the authority of men, from feelings of, I'm useless. How? By teaching her children. And she's raising up the next generation of Christian leaders, right? Yes, and you take a godly mother, the impact she can have on those children. And I will tell you that a godly mother is going to have a greater impact on those children than the elders of that church is. That's right. At least when they're young, in the formative years. That's right. And so Paul is saying, here is where you have your teaching ministry, and what a indispensable teaching ministry it is. And she finds her satisfaction, her fulfillment, when she sees those children continue in faith, love, holiness, and self-control. And she can look at them and say, I had a big part of that. And by the way, Reformed Calvinists use this verse to say that women are saved in childbearing, with childbearing being kind of a metaphor for what they're supposed to do in life. They're supposed to, you know, have children and raise up those children, etc., if they, the women, continue and persevere to the end. Not if the children do, but if they do. And so they see the salvation here as salvation from hell. Right. And they see this as proof that the person is either genuinely saved or that they win final salvation. And that whole thing is wrong. Oh, it's horrible. It's horrible theology. It's work salvation. Sure. And some people think this is Mary. This is the Virgin Mary. Yeah, that the woman is, yeah, how is it that she gave birth to the Savior? The woman brought salvation by the Savior. Yeah, some people see it that way. But that's wrong. It's real obvious that all this is saying is that a woman finds fulfillment in her family. That's not her only fulfillment. It doesn't mean a woman can't be a... You have a a daughter that's a lawyer, a high-powered lawyer, right? Mm -hmm. She also has children. She's doing both. And there are women that are doctors and things. Proverbs 31 sees a woman who's very prosperous and hardworking. It's not that that can't be the case, but still, a woman should find primary fulfillment in her children. I remember a few years ago at our conference, I was talking to a pastor's wife. She brought up this verse and said, you know, we have four children, and they were adult children by this point. And three of the four were not walking with the Lord, and she started crying. Hmm. She said, I feel like I failed. I'm glad for the one child who's walking with the Lord, but the three who aren't grieves me greatly. 
I couldn't comfort her that much other than to say, you're called to be faithful. Right. And if you have faithfully raised up your children, then what they do is on them. And And they may come back. Bingo. You don't know what they're going to do in the future, but you're right. It's required of a steward that he be found faithful. But when I saw her crying, I was like, here's a woman with a godly heart. Right. Here's a woman that has her priorities in the right place. It's very important to her. Her husband, who's a pastor, is a pastor of over a thousand people. And yet she's like, that's not my primary source of fulfillment. My children going on with the Lord is vitally important to me. I hope this helped not just the confused female believer, but anybody. And also the confused male believers. That's right. You don't need to go to a sperm donor to make it into heaven. We're pretty sure that's not the gospel of John anywhere. No. But we appreciate the question, and we hope this helps not just her, but all of our listeners. And until next time, remember, keep keep grace grace in focus. invite you to check out our Monday, Wednesday, and Friday five-minute YouTube videos at YouTube Grace Evangelical Society. You will love the content and learn a lot. Maybe you've got a question or comment or feedback. If so, please send us a message. Here's our email address. It's radio at faithalone.org. That's radio at faithalone.org. Please make sure your question is as succinct and clear as possible. That would be a great big help. On our next episode, The Question and Answer, will all believers one day be reigning kings? Join us for that. And until then, let's keep grace in focus. The proceeding has been a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.